live in Nashville, Tennessee. You are listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. Nashville's number one daily podcast. Brought to you by Think Nashville. Think Nashville. Think Brad. Think Brad. It's Nashville Daily Podcast. Hey, Nashville. Good morning and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm your co-host, Stuart Deming, and today's episode is brought to you by Brad Reynolds. If you're looking for real estate in the Middle Tennessee market, you need to call Brad at 615-856-3270. Last night, we posted a clip on our explore.nash page, and uh, I've been rolling over this clip. So, like, I've probably played it a hundred times because it's like a little four-second clip. Like, l- laughing, not just rolling, but like, but, like rolling on the floor, yeah, yeah, laughing. It, it's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have a we have a longer <laughs> piece of content coming out this evening on our YouTube channel, Explore.Nash. It's about a seven-minute piece of this behind-the-scenes journey of us eating this the hottest hot chicken from Party Fowl. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more like a behind the scenes slash outtakes yeah. uh, of of you, Brad, and, and Moses eating those hot chicken pieces from Party Fowl. It is. The, uh, it the is poultry funny. geist. It's funny. It's so, uh, uh, it's like a comedy sketch. So, so that YouTube channel is explore.nash if you're not subscribed to that. Um, but yeah, the it, <laughs> all that to say, uh, if you're thinking Nashville, Think Brad. Think Brad. Yeah. Uh, you can go to thinkbrad.com for that. Uh, okay. Southern Living. They've made a lot of announcements about Nashville recently. Uh, Southern Living, they have put out their 2023 lists. Um, I saw this first because I saw their list um, on the top 10 small towns in the South. Uh, it turns out they put out like a little separate piece of media just for their top 10 uh, Southern cities for like uh, small clips kind of stuff. Uh, But their actual article has the top 50 best small towns. We're going to focus on that here in a second. Um, But Nashville would not fit on that list because Nashville's not a small town. That's true. Uh, And so uh, just regular old towns or best cities is Southern Living's uh, kind of official um, f- official title for their article, Best Cities of 2023. And uh, we have a few Nash or not Nashville cities. We have a few Tennessee cities that have made the list. I would say that this is a, a pretty fair and accurate list for cities within Nashville. Honestly, I mean, it, all these are good lists. This is probably the list that... Stuart, would you would you agree that these would have been in your top list as well uh, for the towns for the cities uh, the cities list the cities let me actually are, open the cities list I'm <laughs> I'm looking at the barbecue list and their top state park list right now so the let city, me open the cities that are in uh, Tennessee that are given a showing for the South's best cities in 2023 uh, I'm gonna scroll through here because the first one. Uh, a Huntsville, you're close enough to Tennessee to get a nice honorable mention uh, there. But coming in at number, number 14, number 14 is Franklin, Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. Of and course, then, they have a gorgeous uh, photo of the Natchez Trace Bridge. I wonder if that's actually my photo in in there. Uh, yep, no, it's Stacey, from Stacy okay. K. Allen. They, that was before the fence. That was that before, was before the fence. Most people's photos are before the fence. Yeah, uh, unfortunate. The, the next uh, city on the list is Chattanooga. Tennessee coming in at number eight. 
with uh, another photo of a bridge. And this is their downtown bridge right by the Science Center. This is their walking bridge. Um, and then coming in at number five is Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and then Atlanta is above Nashville. I, I yeah. wonder if, uh, yeah, disagree there. Sorry, Nick. Um, but I, I wish that, uh, I, I wonder if Nashville's on there every year. Um, above Atlanta, we have Asheville, North Carolina. We got Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, which I went there uh, last year, and Charleston, South Carolina, which I went there last year as well. Um, I, I even went to Asheville last year. Uh, you went everywhere. I was year. almost in the top five cities, minus Atlanta. Again, sorry, Nick. Uh, they <laughs> go ahead. I do want to talk about this. So, Nick, we're going to show my screen here in a second. So, Aaron, what do you think was ranked the best barbecue in the state of Tennessee according to the Southern Living magazine? Um, I saw this. This was Martin's, yeah. right? It was peg leg porker. That's right. Okay, that's right. It was peg leg porter. Which porker. I, I, which it was I, one of the. It's not a big peg leg porker is not a bigger one, but it's more of a well known one. Yeah, their their ribs are amazing. Their chicken's good, but I don't think they're the best in Tennessee. No, I don't think so either. I did see that they are having a um, crawfish boil boil right. at uh, their what's the location in the nations now? Uh, the smokehouse. Yeah, uh, Bringles believe, Smokehouse. Yeah, Oasis. I believe they're they're doing a crawfish boil. All right, uh, here sooner. Uh, they already did it. They did it recently, I believe, or it's coming up. Aaron, guess guess what was ranked the best Tennessee state park in the state of Tennessee? According to Southern Living, <laughs> it's um, Fall Creek Falls. Fall Creek Falls. <laughs> yes, now, sir. That, that's uh, that's not hard to guess. Do they just keep like using these same cities and a random generator of like who's going to be in the top one or whatever, top three? That those are going to obviously there's going to be the same. Fall it's Creek Falls is going to win. Ranked eleventh. What out of fourteen top state parks? Like in the uh, in the nation or in the yeah. south. Well, it's probably because it's based on alphabetical order. Oh, yeah, it could be. It's interesting that they <laughs> consider Texas to be in the south. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it helps it, expand their yeah. it, their economy as southern living. So uh, it's it is is very easy for them to, to do that and make it make sense uh, for their economics. There is another article. Let me try finding it, Nick. Um, but go ahead and keep talking there. OK, so, I, there's, so a, there's another article I wanted to highlight. All right. So uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, pause it and, and uh, put down in the comments what you think uh, made the small towns list for uh, for Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to scroll through here and uh, talk about which cities made the top list at number 44 uh, comes Jonesboro, Tennessee. They say in this as the storytelling capital of the world. Tennessee's oldest town celebrates and preserves the state's oral history. You can visit the International Storytelling Center or see a show at the Jonesboro uh, Repertory Theater. Um, let me see what other Tennessee cities hit this list. We have, I know them, I just want to get them in order. I'm scrolling through like 50 of them. Okay, Leapers Fork, Tennessee, made this list. They say, Quality over quantity could be the motto for this tiny place. Technically a village. N not really technically. It's still the city. Leapers Fork has a main drag with only one stoplight, but the friendly residents and the fine art galleries, shops, and restaurants ensure it's worth a trip. Uh, rolling pastures, horse farms, and winding roads make getting there a pleasure too. 
Yeah, Leapers Fork is one of those uh, little towns that have um, almost more shops than residents kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in that particular strip, yes. Yeah, in that particular yeah. strip. It's like you don't see any living places anywhere near there. You have to go on the off. Uh, or, yeah, yeah, but uh, but there's there sure are a lot of shops with a lot of high-dollar prices oh, yeah. <laughs> right in there that usually don't fit like a small-town uh, price range, but and that's, that's Leaper's of Fork. The people who live, yeah, there. yeah, that's Leaper's Fork for you. Um, and then there was one more. There's a few Kentucky ones that I want to mention, but that's that's for a, a later time. Um, we have. Do do do. I want to make sure I do not miss it uh, because it is high on the list. I believe it's number three. This is Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, made the list for number three for small towns in Southern Living's uh, top 2023 list. All right. So another Southern Living is best restaurant uh, in the States, in the Southern States. So what do you think made it as the best restaurant in Tennessee? I've, I've, I've eaten here. You have not. The best restaurant in Tennessee? Yes. Um, I am going to, my official guess is going to be Mary Bobo's. Nope. Okay, am I on the right track? You are far away. <laughs> uh, r- like geographically, I'm far away. Yes. Um, like, is it's it like in the three hours away from here? Is it in the uh, western region? No. Eastern. Eastern. Yes. Eastern. Um, so you have eaten here, and I have mm-hmm. not recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I know which one it is. Then I just don't remember the name of it. So it's called Aubrey's. Yep. And they have a 14 location in East Tennessee. And I had the chicken and steak blue cheese salad. And it was a fresh filet on top. And so you had to cut the filet to eat the salad. It was amazing. Super fresh. Wow. Uh, and then the wife had a pasta. It was delicious. It's a really good restaurant. That like was I, like I a, would say, it was a Cajun pasta, right? Cajun type yeah, pasta? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they have 14 locations in East Tennessee. So they have like one in wow. Sevierville. They have a couple in Knoxville. I think uh, Maryville. They, they, they have a few locations. Uh, but they are fantastic. So I would I would agree, I think, with the Southern Living's Magazine uh, choice on that I, one. I mean, rarely do we like super agree with a magazine's choice for like best in Tennessee. But I'll, I'll just go out on the limb and say I think the best restaurant in Tennessee is the Chef and I. Yeah, so, ooh, there you go. But that's my that's my hot take. There's, there's your hot take. Uh, all right, let's bring it back into Nashville as a whole, and we're gonna go to near the Korean Bets roundabout uh, there. Now, a lot of what we've heard about the Korean Bets roundabout are is the uh, hotel scene there is pretty strong, um, and. Um, I, I believe Stuart, you're going to have to remind me because it's been a long time since we've talked about it. One of the most luxurious hotels is going into that area. Remind me of where that's going and what that is. Then we'll talk about uh, really this new development that's popped up on the radar. Yeah. So if you, uh, Nick, let's show my computer real quick. Uh, so you see this thing called Sticks, very original art name right there. Uh, so that's the Sticks Roundabout or the 8th Avenue Roundabout. This lot right here is where the Ritz-Carlton is going to be breaking ground. They're about to break ground in the next month or two. Good. 
Uh, so it's about time. They've been sitting on it for a hot second. Hey, yeah. And then uh, right here, this property right here that's being uh, dug out right now, this is going to be a 1 million square foot building. Can you zoom? These two buildings. Oh, okay. So that, yep. yep, that's the one right next and to it. And then there's also going to be a luxury, uh, I believe, residential property built right here. Okay. And then supposedly there's going to be one or two things built in this little thing as well. Wow. And then, so this new development that we're going to be talking about, it's actually right down the road from the roundabout. And this restaurant recently closed. This was a cafeteria-style meet-in-three. Yep. And uh, this is going to be the lot for this new hotel gotcha. uh, that's going to be in Nashville. The company has not secured the land yet, but you know that's most likely going to happen if it, if the rumors have been broken on the Nashville Business Journal. So we have Greg, the Google guy, on the street right now. And uh, there's a big blurred out picture. So that's interesting. interesting. <laughs> but this this restaurant's about to be demolished. And uh, all of this land right here is going to be a brand new hotel. So we'll show the renderings for that here in a second. So um, the details for this coming from the business journal, it just, say it just says local developers. So, but Stuart, like you said, if it's the... Uh, if there are, you know, kind of breaking information about this, it's not going to be long before we know more details about this. Um, local developers are eyeing a hotel. Um, and uh, the so here the developers, uh, Silo Developments, I say it should be, shouldn't be long before we know exactly kind of what branding hotel it should be. Uh, Silo Developments led by uh, Jay Patel is planning a 14-story, 205-room hotel for a 130-acre site uh, at this location, which is, uh, 600 6th Avenue South and 536 Lafayette Street. According to uh, Metro Planning Department filings, the branding is unknown. Uh, the company, like, like you said, the company doesn't own the land yet. Um, the site currently belongs to businessman Zhang Sio. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Over the last few years, National Silver Roundabout has become a magnet for often these high-end developments. Um, the condo tower is the Tony Giratana tower um that you mm -hmm. had mentioned that high-end residential area um and uh silo developments who's going to be developing this new piece of land they have enlisted uh national based southeast ventures architecture arm to do this project so um so here's two renderings uh so nick let's go ahead and show my the first rendering so i i like the aesthetic of the building i like the curve that's like found in this building this uh, little symbol looks like the Pepsi symbol, yeah, right there. So I wonder if Pepsi. Uh, I wonder if Pepsi owns some hotels. They probably do. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Off-brand Pepsi. Well, they bought Taco Bell. It, yeah. So it's for them to have Pepsi. Next step. <laughs> yeah. Next step. Hotel. All right. So Nick, uh, uh, unshow my computer, and then I'll pull up this other rendering real quick. This is. These are this. When I first saw these renderings, I was uh, surprised because they're, like you said, I like the shape of it, but. Um, this almost, I second guess this as like a borrowed rendering from the Ritz Carlton when I saw this because it's the seems, Ritz is a lot different. It, it is, but yeah. just like a close up, it seems so similar in its, uh, in, in this design from it. Um, All right, so this is the second rendering that's on the Nashville Business Journal. And this is pretty fresh. You can see the date of when it was made, 3-2-23. All right. There you go. So uh, it, it's pretty fresh. Any, that's probably when they submitted it to Metro Planning. Any guesses as to the branding that we're going to see from this? Um, maybe a high-end high Hilton. Okay. Like, I know the Hilton's already downtown, but, like, there right. are other, other, other brands. There are other, other, other brands. There are other, other brands. I know we have the Conrad, which is new. They have, um, like, 20 brands. 
Yeah, it, it would be interesting <laughs> if it's another like Wyndham property. I'm not really sure. Yeah, you don't. You don't probably think it's gonna, Marriott. Yeah, you don't think it's going to hit like the four or five star world to um, you? Maybe. Yeah, four star, maybe five star. Unlikely. I, uh, unlikely. Yeah, yeah, because they would have secured the land. <laughs> I think if it was a five star. Yeah, this is this is this is not a four or five star move. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, they, they would be holding on to that land for a hot second, just like the Ritz. Uh, all right. Well, a, f- a five-star move is going to the right restaurant here in Nashville, which That's we true. did recently. We went to Cletus, and I got something different. Cletus Burgers down on Elm Hill Pike. Uh, I got something different. I got the Italian Stallion, which is a smash burger. Um, and inside of this burger, pepperoni, uh, marinara sauce, fried mozzarella. It's basically pressed down like a smash burger and a Parmesan cheese. It was really good. I I really much enjoyed it. That Italian flavor, the pepperoni and the mozzarella and everything worked uh, very, very well together. It was really good. I think next time I'm going to get the Balboa Jones, which is the same thing, just with chicken chicken yeah. instead of a smash burger. So I had the, the Skippy Taille, which is my favorite burger, and this is a jalapeno burger with bacon and peanut butter and ca- uh, candied jalapenos. Yep. And I had it on a bed of lettuce. That's your, that is your go-to. So am, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I lost 60 pounds. There you go. Which is insane. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you're looking to lose even more weight, you may need to get a haircut <laughs> or a beard trim. Because I know I think my beard probably weighs like a good four pounds. My, mine feels like I, it's because I, I skipped uh, uh, one of our, our uh, sessions at Bowtie. And so uh, my hair feels so long now. My beard feels way too long. And so uh, actually today I'll be going to Bowtie Barber Club. And so uh, you'll see a fresh cut here upcoming. But it is the place that Stuart and I trust with our our beards, our hair. Uh, My eyebrows. Yeah, eyebrows, you name it. It is the the best barbershop in Nashville. So give them a call. Go to BowtieBarberClub.com. They're over in the Donaldson community. So lots to check out over there. Um, that's who we trust. Uh, hopefully you can give them a try as well. All right. So last week, the Metro Council voted yes on their first reading of the new proposed Titan Stadium. Do they even have to vote yes on a first reading? Yes, because they, okay. they have to vote yes on the first reading for it to go to the second reading. Okay. I didn't yes. know if they just had to read it and then no, so say, okay, we'll see you next week. Ten people, ba- ten council members. We're going to read this article from the Tennessee and they voted no. Ooh, Out of that's the a, 40. That is a high. To, you have to remember, <laughs> last week, Governor Bill Lee, they, they slashed Metro Council in half. We have no idea what that's going to look like for this upcoming election. But They're just begging to get taken off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just it's it's an interesting, interesting thing. Uh, so we'll just read parts of this Tennessee article and then we'll uh, we'll make some predictions for ourselves as well. Yeah. So final documents for for a deal to build a new enclosed two point one billion Uh, Titan Stadium in Nashville made their first advance in Metro Council last Tuesday, though a final vote remains several weeks away. So this can be amended. There can be a few amendments that happen. So technically, yeah, you may have two more readings, but this may not happen towards the end of May. If not not later. If if not later. Um, The Tennessean says that the new stadium's construction would rely. And we've talked about this before. It's a little recap as we dig into some of the uh, more detailed 
items. The new stadium's construction would rely on roughly $1.26 billion in revenue bonds, sales, and hotel diversions, and state bond uh, contributions, totaling what would be the largest public spend on an NFL stadium in history. That's going to um, get so much public news attention when this is approved. Oh, yeah. Private, yeah. Uh, private funding sources, including team contributions, NFL loans, and personal seat license sales would make up the remaining $840 million. Um, in, in nowhere did is, is that really saying that that is going to be a major tax burden on the people of Nashville and the, the people of Tennessee, because uh, most of the most of the dollars are coming through private funding, bonds or increase in, in uh, taxes for the hotel tax. Yeah. And so they, and we actually have a map of where the, the tax area will be on the East Bank. Let me uh, show that real quick. Hold yeah, on. because I've seen so much. Um, of, of people who are complaining that it's going to uh, really just have a huge burden on the taxpayer here in Tennessee and Which in Nashville specifically, the, bond, the bonds will be paid yeah. back. And so the, the bonds will be, will be paid back. Um, and this is really not going to affect the, the taxpayer in, in any way forward. So Nick, go ahead and show my computer real quick. And this is the proposed 104 acre uh, sales tax zone that would contribute 50% of the state and local sales tax towards projects and infrastructure for the new enclosed Titan Stadium. Because uh, let, I'm just do a, I'm going to do a parcel count real quick. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's like 15 right there. Okay, there's like 25 parcels. Sure. That was a quick count. But <laughs> uh, so if imagine all of those buildings are giving 50% of their sales tax for an estimate of five to 10 years uh, until the stadium, the bonds are paid back off. Correct. Which, it's so not going to be a could burden be on the, uh, Yeah, it could be long. It could be 15 to 20 years. Right. And I don't know the exact math because I'm not going to sit here and read a 200-page <laughs> article on these numbers. Yeah, that's up for the council members. Yes, that's what they get paid to do. And uh, that's what they were voted in to do. Yeah. They get paid a whopping $22,000 uh, a year to do this. Uh, but it's really interesting. Nick, go ahead and show the map one more time. And so where this big purple... Uh, uneven line is uh that is the that's where the stadium's going to be and we've talked about this really a lot on the podcast but you you may have all of these hotels you may have this transit center that's going to be built over here and then you have potentially t-pack coming over in this corner there's so much potential for sales tax coming into this area that's going to be a whole different number game in 10 years once this neighborhood potentially is developed yep um, okay, so the this is very interesting, and this is not talked about as much. Uh, the Tennessean says two pieces of legislation are up for consideration by Nashville's council. One is a bill that would authorize the development of a new enclosed stadium and the sports authority, uh, the sports authority's issuance of revenue bonds to help fund it, as well as a a fifty percent sales tax capture area. That's what you talked about. That's the more well known one. The second one. Well, so there's that, but yeah. then there's also you remember that was passed back in uh, maybe October or September. Yeah, the one percent tax. That was, that was increase. the hotel tax. The yeah. hotel tax. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, so that one already was was done. Uh, the second one that's not really talked about as much as well, I can see why. It's a resolution creating the National Needs Impact Fund that would serve nonprofit entities in Davidson County. The Titans would contribute $1 million to it in the first year of the lease and increase the team's contribution by 3% each year uh, after for an end of lease total of at least $47 million. Um, so 
Hopefully that's such a small thing. I really hope that doesn't get in the way of it. Uh, although amendments have already been put into it. I'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but council members on Tuesday, they passed the bill on the first reading, uh, but they deferred the second reading um, until April 4th to uh, allow oh, time wow. to review the more than 200 pages oh. of documents. I don't want to review those 200 pages of documents. <laughs> so the earliest possible date for a final council vote is April 18th. I, I think that is... I think it's going to be May 1st, like that first weekend in May, man, or maybe even the second v- uh, vote in May. I, I think it could be longer. Uh, I think they're, I, I think this is such a big thing. I think yep. there are going to be things that, that creep through that people are going to say, we do, just need more time to do this. Nick, uh, Nick, go ahead and show my computer again, just so we can show that what this enclosed stadium will be. If in case somebody's never seen it, there you go. So there's going to be the enclosed stadium. It's going to be really, really gorgeous. The architecture is fantastic. So, yep. all right, go ahead. So the council also, according to the Tennessee and deferred the national needs impact fund resolution until April 4th. Um, of course, something had to get in the way with this. Uh, after adding an amendment from council member Nandy, Nancy Van Reese to expand the allowed funding uh, uses to include supporting professional women's sports. So all of a sudden you have this like really nice little nonprofit thing. OK, cool. Titans, you're going to do big things. Go and contribute up to forty seven million dollars and agree to pay for to help national nonprofits. And all of a sudden, then you're adding for profit things into here. Uh, but that, that wouldn't so, be a proposal from government. That's not new. <laughs> so that was, uh, I, I, I hope that that doesn't get in the way of the intention of it. And then that just wrecks that. And then it's June or July before we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so then there's no way possible that this thing will be built by the 2026 season. No, no, not at all. Uh, so Nashville uh, administration officials will hold several meetings to delve into the deal's documents and details with Metro Council's Budget and Finance Committee with the Sports Authority on March 20th and 28th. Um, Metro will bring in outside counsel, the city secured for the deal, uh, revenue projection consultants and proposed underwriters to answer questions. The Budget and Finance Committee will examine the deal again on April 3rd. You know, nothing like the day before. <laughs> uh, before the bill comes up on its second of three Metro Council readings on April so, 4th. Sounds, it sounds about right. It's, it's like that 5,000-page paper that the federal government and uh, had to approve. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was one day before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sports Authority will also have another opportunity to review the deal details on April 4th. I'm, I'm guessing this is in case somebody like, hey, just real quick. Here's something to just, you know, add right into it uh, 24 hours before. We want to add hot air balloons all around Nashville right. for people to strategically watch the game through the roof. I mean, you never know. Somebody's like, this is a big deal. Nobody will notice this, uh, This you know, no $50,000 thing that's going to happen No here. one will notice this new <laughs> uh, Loch Ness monster in the Cumberland River that we're getting from Ireland. Yeah, yeah, uh, that would be great. Um, the Sports Authority will have the option to approve an intellectual property license agreement and the personal uh, seat license agreement in addition to all the documents except the boundaries of the sales tax and capture zone. Metro Council will have the option to approve the sales tax capture zone boundaries and all the other documents except the licensing. There's a few details that are inside these documents. Um, and so if you want to, I don't think we need to dive into this anymore. Uh, I will say here uh, there is a list of the uh, council, council members. members who voted no. If you want to go and read those, they're in the article that are in the show notes. If you want to 
uh, call them and uh, and show your support for the stadium or, or your or, or your or, support or, or against, you know, yeah. call everybody else that's not on that list. If you want to, <laughs> if you don't want a stadium, um, but uh, you know, we've talked about the people who have, have been outspoken on the news um, and the, the rest of the article just basically talks about some of the uh, intricacies of details that are on the list that are not very just fun. They're very boring to read, so we're not going to read them. <laughs> yeah, so the big question is, when do you think this may get approved? Do you think it's going to be closer towards the middle of May, maybe early June? And then the second question is, if this is approved, how fast are they going to break ground? If this, my my guess is that they're going to want to approve it before everybody everybody goes on vacation in June. I think the real reason for the delay is that everybody has kids and they want to go on spring break in, in March. So I think that is that the, makes, that makes I think that is the, <laughs> I think that is the unspoken delay. A lot of people are going on spring break right now. Um, but I, I think a lot of people will want to go before their summer vacation plans have, uh, have come up. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be, get, I think it'll get done before June. Okay. Um, I think they will break ground. If it gets done before June, I, they will break my thought. They will break ground in July. So uh, at least about a month afterwards is when I think they'll break. They'll start breaking ground. Yes, I I would say I think it's going to be done by mid-May, maybe even the first week of May, the first vote in May. Um, So so you are saying that when that there's the third reading is going to pass. I think it will. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I. Because they're they're in this game right now that Metro Council is about to get cut in half. So all of them, some of yeah, yeah. So, we, that, we so that's going to come into play. It very well we, could. And we don't know if that's going to happen this election term, yeah. or it's been proposed that it may this election for mayor and for council may go to twenty twenty four. That's right. Twenty three. Yeah. Just for a second, talk about that because we didn't get to that. It was so last minute when we saw everything happening for when the governor was signing yeah, yeah. the uh, the the new bill for metro councils in Tennessee. Talk about that possible arrangement for metro council members that's that's different so, than what's already happening so for metro council members the mayor the mayor election will still happen this year correct but if the if it depends on i think it's the voting commission or some some other commission uh if they're not able to redistrict the 20 members instead of 40 members in time by by may 1st i think or by june 1st they may have to postpone this till 2024, which would mean some of these council members will have five years instead of four years of you know, service in government. And you know what proportion. is very interesting is that Freddie O'Connell is running is, for mayor. Is, who is running for mayor. This was his last year yes. as a council member at large. Yep. And so, you know, the, he couldn't run for council again. He's already run in his district, had served eight years, uh, council member at large, served. Uh, this was coming up at the end of his tenure there. And so I, I believe so. Um, I think so. I, I'm not, I can't remember. I'm not 100% sure, yeah. but I'm pretty sure. Uh, but he's running for mayor. And so it was theoretically the council members would have turned over at that point as well. Yep. Uh, so if he runs for mayor, he may, if it, and loses, he may not even be on council. Yeah. So this- uh, Or he may, depending on what the council does, um, no, he would stay on council if he did not run for mayor. Yeah. Um, and potentially if it's extended. Yes. Yeah. So he, if he, if he ran for mayor and lost, he would stay on council. Uh, but he would need to be replaced if he 
uh, won the election that's mayor. They, that's if they get down to the 20 or if it's going to be in the 40 for this upcoming election in August. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> somebody somebody uh, smarter than me is taking care of all of this. I'm just, we're just, we I'm we just, just get to sit here and speculate. Uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, we're just sitting here and throwing out a bunch of crap. So yeah. We, we don't uh, know Nick, actually Nick know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, before um, we speculate okay, anymore. So <laughs> I think it's going to be approved by May because the okay. jobs potentially are on the line. And I think ground's going to break probably the next day. Next day? I think they're going to start fencing it fencing off. Fencing it the yeah. next day? I was very <laughs> tempted to say that, but I think that's too soon. I think I think the Be- crews are already ready. Because they would have to have their crews sitting there and ready. I yeah. don't think the crews are... I think the crews are, are tired of waiting, so they're going to have a little bit. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC production, copyright 2023.